After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app, Red Circle, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, also the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit like, subscribe, turn the notifications on. Also, check us out on what we call Winnow. It's actually off the floor. You get texts directly to your phone from Greg, myself, Alex, and Brady. You can bypass Twitter or X or whatever it is it's called these days. Go to winnow.app backslash off the floor, special Q&As, contests, and more. Also, check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network, including our friend Mark Brown. If you have a family, which we know many of you do, you should have an estate plan. It's not expensive, and you should make sure your money goes where you want it to go. You don't want to go into some relative you didn't like, didn't take care of anybody, wasn't worth anything, or... Or you don't want to go into the state or something along those lines. Mark can work through the entire process with you. Also, he's got a title company right there in-house. He's a real estate attorney, so he can handle all that. We know that one of the biggest things that's passed down is real estate, right? So check him out. He can also help you with your closing. He did so with me. Go to markbrownpa.com. Again, that's markbrownpa.com, based in North Lauderdale off of Cypress Creek Road. And Mark, big Miami sports fan as well. 954-566-5678. That's 954 954- Five six six five six seven eight markbrownpa.com. That's Mark with a C. And now today's episode. Down uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Bucket said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. We are fully in the off season right now. Make sure you check out our most recent episodes. I can't remember what we did the last time. Oh, could they keep Tyler Hero out of a trade? Make sure you check that one out. Uh, did that one the other day. Today's floor plan, I've got Greg Sylvander. You can follow him at Greg Sylvander. We've also got our guy Eternal. You're familiar with him if you follow Playback. Playback is one of the things we do here on the Five Reasons Sports Network. That's where you can watch the games with us, comment. We're up there on the stage. Sometimes we bring you to the stage too and make you a star. We will be doing playback during the off season as well on more than just the NBA, and also we will be doing it on the NBA. We've been doing um, some chalk talks. Brady and Alex have been joining me on those, and those will continue over the next week or so. But we've got Returnal, we've got Greg, and here's the topic, and we want to thank people for their stupid takes because this gives us something to get into. Uh, Dwayne Wade, if you're not familiar with him, uh, some people aren't because they still spell his name wrong, he's going into the Basketball Hall of Fame in Springfield on August 12th. And his name, for some reason, is on the tip of a lot of people's tongues these days. I don't know if it's because of that or some other reason, but there is this need to compare players who do not belong in Dwayne Wade's – see, there you go. I can't say his name either. Who do not belong in Dwayne Wade's stratosphere with Dwayne Wade. 
And this doesn't happen with a lot of other players. And I'm not exactly sure why this is, unless it's the Miami bias thing again. Sometimes it's the player comparing himself. We'll get into that silliness in a second. But sometimes also it is a podcaster, much like ourselves, except a former player, who makes the kind of comparison that really he should know better. Um, And so we're going to go with two today, but there are probably others. The first, of course, is... Paul Pierce and Paul Pierce certainly thinks he was as good as Dwayne Wade. And no matter how he backs off from it afterwards, when everybody calls him out on it, he can't stop talking about Dwayne. He can't stop talking about Miami. There is no evidence that Paul Pierce belongs at Dwayne Wade's level. So we will get to that. But then there was also Jeff Teague, who's now a top podcaster. And actually he's, he's funny. He tells a lot of really good stories, but he came out and this got aggregated everywhere um, saying that James Harden, is better than Dwayne Wade. Uh, yeah, I'll let you start on that one, Greg. <laughs> Where do I start? Counting stats are rotting people's brains at this juncture of the offseason. I guess that's where I'll start. Because anybody who could logically say that James Harden, and believe it with your chest, that James Harden is better than Dwayne Wade is forgetting all of the stuff you can't measure like that's what this all goes back to with Dwayne. And it's the, it's the argument with, with Pierce. It's the argument with Harden, but we're starting, you asked me to start with Harden. So I'll just start there. It's just, it's never been even to me a a conversation because of the big game stuff, like all the things that make you hope and pray, Ethan, that the heat never get Harden, (laughs) whether it's via style play style of play I think there's also something to be said for showing up in big games. We've seen how Jimmy rises to the moment. We see how Dwayne was built to do that kind of stuff. We saw how Chris Bosh learned how to and was built to do that kind of stuff. LeBron goes without saying. All I would say is that um, James Harden doesn't have it, whatever that it is. And uh, smarter heads than I can try to quantify that. But it won't be an accounting stat. It won't be on cleaning cleaning the glass. Shout out to them. Um, it's you can't measure it, and it's why Dwayne has titles. It's why he's shown up in big moments, and it's why James Harden, frankly, just hasn't. There's so much stuff you said we can't measure, and that's true. Um, like sacrifice. Let's start there. James Harden has never sacrificed for his teams. He never, and he's not doing it now. This is literally the third place that he's asked out of. He tried to do it last summer. That was his big sacrifice for them to spend for the more. Remember, correct the, the, the one time, but he always ends up asking out. Dwayne didn't want to leave Miami. <laughs> Dwayne just wanted them to appreciate him in Miami. But you also say that there is the counting stats don't do it. Well, sometimes they do, though. Okay, so eternal. I'll go to you with some of these because I think I tweet about James Harden more than any non-Miami Heat person. And because when I do a search of my five reason sports tweets, a lot of them come up because, like Greg said. Honestly, I might stop covering the team if he ever comes to Miami. Um, (laughs) Let's go. Let's go through some of this. Okay. First NBA finals, Dwayne Wade, 34.7 points per game, James Harden, 12.4 points per game. You can make a legitimate argument that James Harden, who was almost 23 at the time, by the way, it's not like he was coming 19. He'd been, he was six man of the year is the reason they lost that series to Miami. I mean, Shane Battier did a number on James Harden. Okay, so his one opportunity in the finals, awful. Um, I tweeted this, September 11th, 2020. James Harden had two field goals and a must-win playoff game. Dwayne Wade would never. Um, 
then another one, Christmas 2019. I have a long history of these. Um, <laughs> FBI's going to come after me. Think I'm after James Harden. James <laughs> Harden. James, James Harden lost to a G League roster on Christmas. Dwayne Wade would never. Uh, how about this one? This is from May 5th, 2023. So this is more recent. I've been tracking this one for a while. Playoff game shooting on 25% or under. Do you know how hard that is to do? That means you're missing three out of every four shots as a high volume player. Dwayne Wade did that five out of 177 times. Five. So basically 3% of the time he shot 25% or worse. He had 3% clunkers. James Harden has now done that 21 out of 156 times. So literally in, in fewer playoff games than Dwayne, he has done it more than four times as many times, shot 25% or worse. Um, and there's a lot more to this, okay? But give me something else, Eternal. Give me so- something else to try to end this, because I-, I can't believe Jeff Teague is saying this. That's the thing. Like, I would, I would say I this to you. I would say this to you. I think um, for our younger audience, right, because we didn't have social media, we didn't have – access to all these stats and all these things. And I have to kind of disagree with Greg because you can attribute a lot of Dwayne's success to counting stats. I'll give you this. Wade's rookie season, Ethan, in the playoffs, Wade averaged 18 points, 5.6 assists, 1.3 steals, 0.3 blocks, 14 field goal attempts, Six shots made on 45% shooting, mm-hmm. right? That's as a rookie where he transitioned to the first option as a rookie. And a different position, Eternal. It's it's absolutely insane. Now we're going to see an insane jump. Do you know what he did in his second postseason? His second postseason, it was 27 points. Six assists, 1.6 steals, 1.1 blocks, 20 field goal attempts on nine shots made, 48%. It jumped again the next postseason to 28 points, 5.7 assists, 2.2 steals a game, 1.1 blocks. He dropped his turnovers. His field goal attempts were around the same, 19.2. His field goal was made, it was 9.5. His field goal percentage went up again to 49. Where is this argument coming from? This this Dwayne was Jimmy before Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make sense. He's a he's a he's an in in-game spectacular player to watch. Absolutely electric. You know, you could see Dwayne's impact on the game from both ends of the floor. There's never been a time in James Harden NBA career where you would like you could feel him on the defensive end. Eternal, he was literally the subject of many shacked and a fools. Um, where you, you can go online and find several segments of Shaq, Kenny, and Charles mocking Harden's defense. The only thing we ever said about Dwayne defensively was yeah, he got a little lazy late in his career, and sometimes he wouldn't run back because he was arguing with an official. Yeah, But, like, you have to look for the times that it seriously affected them. But you want to ask where this argument is coming from. This is from Jeff Teague. I mean, this is not some, you know, you know, nobody on social media with no followers. Jeff Teague played in the league for more than a decade and, and was an all-star, okay? 
D-Wade has Shaq and Braun. He ain't never really been by himself. When the Miami Heat were by themselves, they were trash. Harden is better, bro. I am sorry. I mean, Greg, he literally, Dwayne, by himself. I mean, I saw who Dwayne played with during 2008 to 2010. I just hung out with them at the big three, okay? Beasley and Chalmers. Like, I mean, Beasley Chalmers has them. The, the ghost of Jermaine O'Neal, uh, this is what he had for two years. And against Boston in that one playoff series, I mean, they weren't going to win that series, obviously, because he was so out, man. But he basically took Boston to the end of those games. I, I don't – James Harden has never had a playoff series where we've looked at it and said – they were afraid of James Harden. Like, I don't even understand the wishing and hoping with this anymore. Like, against the Heat, we were like, you want the ball in James's hands as much as possible. Take it out of Embiid's. And even if you're going to talk about Dwayne falling off during the Big Three era, Dwayne was the best player in the 2011 postseason. Certainly in the finals Mm -hmm. for the Heat. Would have been NBA Finals MVP. And he dealt with injuries that were not his fault, whereas anything Harden's dealt with has been a lack of caring and conditioning. Like, that wasn't Dwayne's issue. Dwayne's issue was he had knee problems going all the way back to a decision that was made at Marquette to shave out his meniscus, uh, excuse me, to shave it instead of repairing it. I I don't even know where to go with it. We'll get to Pierce in a second, but how does Jeff T get off saying that? I don't understand. It's just blatant hate because like, there's nothing else to say. I guess maybe you could point to some of Harden's outbursts statistically that are more like that have happened more recently, but even I just, for a player to come out and say that is ridiculous. The defensive side of the ball was shot blocking with steals with um, like, there was a period in Dwayne's career where you could put him on the best player on the, the best scorer on the other team provided it wasn't a center And he could, for stretches, be one of the best defenders on earth. Like, there was a moment where he had that in him. Now he'd have to pick and choose when he was going to pull that out. But he had that capability. Uh, James Harden's just never been that guy. It's a completely ridiculous argument. And I think, in retrospect, we'll look further and further back, and you'll see that James Harden has played with plenty of great talent and ultimately has always underachieved. Because you can say what you want about Dwayne playing with Shaq and the big three and this and that, but come on now, like Harden has a laundry list of superstars he's played with too. And he has no rings and no clutch moments in the biggest of big games. He played with Durant and Westbrook in those players, respective young primes. Like I, I don't understand, you know, again, and then he went to Houston and they built a team to his specifications in Houston. That didn't happen with Dwayne in Miami while he was by himself, by the way. They were literally holding back players from signing because they were trying to save cap space for 2010. Um, I, I want to ask you one question, uh, Eternal, before we, we pivot to uh, to uh, to Paul uh, to Paul Pierce. I can't even say it without laughing. Um, I, I, I have something for you before you ask me. I want you to here one question first. I'm not – even sure James Harden's fourth on the all-time shooting guard list. Like to me, Drexler was better than Harden and had bigger, better moments when it mattered. We're talking about Portland players. I think Clyde is criminally underrated in retrospect. There was a time um, where there was talk and Michael kind of shut it down. Like he always did the six threes in the first half, but there was talk that Clyde was on Michael's level 
Absolutely. At one, at one point, right? And that's that was not a crazy thing to say. Pre game of game one before he hit those threes. I used to have it on VHS. They talked mm-hmm. about it. Yes. I mean, so I, I, James Harden has never been put on a Michael Jordan like level. I would put Drexler there with him. Now, it is one of the weaker positions if you evaluate historically the traditional kind of shooting guard position. Um, there's, you know, it kind of depends where you put Jerry West. I know that's one of the conversations where you put AI. We've had that debate many times, but I, 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 I don't know. Give me what you got, Eternal. I'm about to blow y'all mind. Do you know James Harden's highest usage rate season, right? This is what I looked up between the two of them. Mm-hmm. James Harden's highest usage rate was 40.3. That's the year that he scored 36 points per game, six rebounds, seven assists, two steals, 0.7 blocks, five turnovers a game, by the way. Mm-hmm. He shot, he took 24 field goal attempts, made 10. His field goal percentage was 44. Do you know how many threes he took a game, Ethan? Great. He took 13 threes a game, made 4.8. He averaged 36 points. Wade's highest usage rate, which was 0809, he scored 30 points per game, five rebounds, 7.5 assists, 2.2 steals, 1.3 blocks, only 3.4 turnovers a game, took 22 shots a game, made 10.8. His field goal percentage was 49%, almost 50%. He only took three and a half threes a game right? and was six points lower than James Harden. That's it. Right. So when, when you, when you have these guys that discuss basketball grade and they look at James Harden's season, as far as the points per game, and I was texting with Ethan earlier, it's like, it's the, it's, it's the point per game. To your point. It's, it's invalid. It's Cause you didn't even to touch on defense and it completely highlighted all of why the best of Dwayne is better than anything that is in the best of hard and real. I don't care what the highlights look like. And Dwayne had better highlights, better dunks, more oh, yeah. athletic. I mean, who, what, everybody wanted to watch Dwayne play. There is not a person on earth who likes basketball, who likes watching James Harden play. <laughs> I, I'm just going to mention this because we do want to pivot to Pierce here real quick after the break. Um, but ESPN's all-time shooting guard list, by the way, which this was done about three years ago, I guess. Uh, it was Jordan, Kobe, um, Jerry West, they did have there. So they had Dwayne fourth. Again, that's, you know, kind of depends positionally and all that. And era wise, Drexler was fifth. Iverson was sixth. I, I think he was, I say he was a two guard, but I've actually had that debate with Dwayne, uh, and with LeBron. So the LeBron and Dwayne didn't even agree on that. Um, uh, George Gervin, who does not look like a two guard anymore. I saw him the other day. Uh, he was, he was seventh. Ray Allen was eighth. I think people forget what Ray was in his kind of pre-heat, even pre-Boston days. Uh, Reggie Miller, uh, he had all the clutch stuff. I, the other yeah. stuff was a little bit over. He gets the bump. He should. He, he gets the bump. And Earl Monroe was 10th. So, look, this is not like the center position where literally you're 20 deep with guys that you can argue about. It's not as many. But I, I don't even know. Again, I'd have to look at Earl Monroe more specifically. I've obviously, you know, I've – you know, I grew up in New York, so I heard a lot about those Knicks teams, um, but I'm not sure I would have James Harden over him. So I'm not even sure James Harden is top 10. One more thing, Ethan. Yes. Do you have any, you have any free throws James Harden took those those two seasons with his highest usage rate? 
11, almost 12 free throws a game. Wade has never had a season where he took those many free throws. Well, and, and, and people still complained about Dwayne in the finals and said he was a free throw merchant, which honestly, it was one one series. But for the rest of the course of his career, uh, Dwayne figured out other ways to get his shots. By the way, Harden will not age as gracefully as Dwayne did either uh, oh. because of his conditioning. And even though he has some old man game tendencies, they're completely reliant on the officials. Dwayne's were not. And I think that's a big part of it. All right. We do want to mention another great sponsor of the five reasons sports network. You can find them at chiropractickeystone.com. That's chiropractickeystone.com. That's our guy, John Chung, big supporter of the network. Um, you can find him again on Twitter at Dr. Jonathan Chung. That's with no H in it. Dr. Jonathan Chung. He's the guy you want to go to. If you're having back problems, neck problems, he's got all the latest techniques. He can also help you, uh, you know, remote. Uh, he does all that kind of stuff. He He's based out in the Wellington area, but if you're in uh, a little further south in South Florida, he can see you that way as well. So check him out. It's Keystone Chiropractic, but the website is chiropractickeystone.com. And that's our guy, Dr. Jonathan Chung. Great person, follows the network. And all he does is go to conferences around the country and speak. That's when you know somebody knows what he's doing. Also want to mention Better Edge. That's our betting partner here at the Five Reasons Sports Network. This is legal betting. This is here in the United States, in Minneapolis, actually. It's not offshore. It's legal because you're betting against others who use the product, not against the book. So you'll get your money right away. $20 free to play if you go to Better Edge. That's with an O, betteredge.com. Use the code 5RSN. That's betteredge.com. Use the code 5RSN. You get $20 to play, and you can also participate in all of our contests and competitions there. We do a lot of giveaway. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. All right. I want to mention Paul Pierce here. We're not going to devote a ton of time to this because it is so ludicrous and it's almost kind of sad at this stage. And I, look, Paul was a great player. I actually... You know, I really enjoyed Paul at Kansas. Um, I thought he was kind of criminally underrated early in his career. But there are just some people who can't get over the perception of themselves. And so he's taken this to such a point where we all saw the video of Jalen Rose uh, mocking him uh, on the set. Michelle Beadle likes to retweet it a lot uh, when Rose went through why Pierce was not as good as Dwayne Wade. There's also, of course, Draymond during Pierce's retirement tour, which nobody remembers with the Clippers, where Draymond Green said, they don't love you like that. 
course, Paul Pierce scored no points in his last game. Udonis Haslam scored 24 in his last game. I mentioned, uh, of course, we noted that UD can't stop taking shots at Pierce. Every time Pierce jumps on somewhere, he just did that on Instagram as well because it has become a comedy show. I mean, Pierce is not with ESPN anymore, but he still has a voice. I don't know, and I'll go to you first on this, Great. I don't know why he's picked Wade as his comp here because he didn't play the same position as Wade. He didn't guard Wade. I give Pierce credit for being an adversary of LeBron's. There was a period of time we talked, I, I wrote about this a lot during all those playoff series where like Pierce and LeBron were like 18-18 in their matchups in terms of their teams because they faced each other when he was with Boston and LeBron was with Cleveland. And LeBron like readily acknowledged that Pierce was one of his most competitive matchups that he gave him trouble. Um, Spo has acknowledged how difficult those teams were to put away uh, and how, and LeBron, I mean, he exhaled and his whole excitement on the court about finally beating oh, Boston, right? There was great respect for him. He's making everybody lose respect for him by comparing himself to somebody who does not play the same position, who was a level above him, who is a level above. And I'm looking at Pierce's playoff stats. And some of this is a little wonky because some series you, you're in the playoffs deeper when you have a bigger role or you don't have a big role. Wade's numbers went up in the postseason. Pierce's went down. Okay. If you look at Pierce's across the board, his numbers went down and his numbers weren't close to Dwayne to begin with. So if you're making a statistical argument, it there doesn't make none. sense. But this other thing, how if Pierce had played with the guys that Dwayne had played with, what shack do people think that Dwayne was playing with in 2006, Listen, right? You don't get to go through your prime as a Boston Celtic and complain about the talent you did or did not have. Sorry, that's just not how it works. Lakers and Celtics don't get to complain about that. He got, he had all-stars around him. They eventually built a team that had a Hall of Famers around him and, um, the years that were led primarily by him, it was abundantly clear that they were not good enough. And right. I think that unfortunately for him, he keeps getting wrapped into these conversations. And when he does these too long, won't read tweets where it's like, you're getting the more dot, dot, dot. And no one wants to go there on a Paul Pierce tweet. You could tell that it's in his head and it's just unfortunate because you're right. Like he had a, there there's a, there's a fun rivalry between Boston and Miami that is still alive today and that a chapter included Paul Pierce, LeBron, Dwayne. And I just don't know why he keeps bringing this up because he's such an inferior basketball player one. And also like, maybe it's that he recognizes that the only people left that are going to buy the crap he's selling are Celtics fans. So mm -hmm. he's like, you know what? I'll go at Dwayne. I'll go at whatever well, it is. They say. It. They're embarrassed by it at this point. I'm, I'm starting to watch Celtics fans who are like enough of this. I'm not all of them because some Celtics, there's nothing you can do to embarrass them, but, but there is a certain level of embarrassment. He's playing um, to his base. We know I, where he's got I that strategy look, from. <laughs> well, of course. Well, we know that, but, but here, but here's the thing though, is that you look at who he didn't play with. You look at some of those early teams. He had Antoine Walker in his prime. Uh, Dwayne did not have that, okay? And those teams couldn't make the playoffs. Like, not just couldn't make the playoffs, but some of them were in the 30s in terms of wins. We can blame Rick Pitino. We can blame whoever you want. Those teams didn't go anywhere with Pierce leading them. Again, when Dwayne was alone and healthy, he carried really inferior supporting casts. Apologies to all of them. 
He never Who had was- Walter McCartney. Walter McCartney. He, he carried them to, look, they took Atlanta to seven games. Okay. So, I mean, that first series and Boston, they were competitive. Um, Eternal, I'll give you, uh, I'll give you the floor on this. Oh, you're muted. I'll pull to you. What did Jermaine O'Neal? What did Jermaine O'Neal do in those seven games, Ethan? I think he had six total baskets. Is that right? That's bad. <laughs> Might have been the worst performance in Miami Heat playoff history, and there are some comps for that. Um, yeah. That I think it's I, I think it's a hilarious uh, debate because, like you said, um, I'm sitting here. I still have the Wade stats up in 0708. I think all of us remember. Like, Wade wasn't hurt the entire season. They just shut him down because the team was just so bad at this point. And so if you put Wade, if you take Paul Pierce away, because you could slide Ray Allen to the three, if you put Wade with Ray Allen and Paul Pierce that year, they still beat the Lakers. Wade Wade wins final MVP. If you put him with them the next season, which is 08-09, they absolutely win. And so it's, it just doesn't make sense. And I think a lot of it, like you said, Ethan and Greg, is like Paul just really hasn't done enough soul searching. Because, they're, you know, when you stack the numbers against each other, they don't make sense. Um, when you stack the impacts on the floor, they don't make sense. And it's 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 absolutely disheartening because Paul was a good player. You know, there were a lot of fierce matchups between him and LeBron, him and Carmelo. Um, You know, we were all spoiled during the mid-2000s when you had high-level players at the two and the three position and the four position. We were spoiled and his pants were soiled. (laughs) (laughs) I honestly think what he's doing now is more embarrassing than that, Greg. I I I really, I really I really feel that way. I'm gonna give you this, okay? Because the comparison at this point should not be between Dwayne Wade and Paul Pierce. The comparison Ooh, now, the comparison now should be between Jimmy Butler and Paul Pierce. Okay, and I'm I'm gonna give this to you because I think that you can make a very reasonable argument now that Jimmy Butler has reached Paul Pierce's level. Let me give you some head-to-head. This is easy to find on basketball reference, okay? Paul played nearly twice as many games as Jimmy has to this point, 1343 to 754. Points per game, which has not even been Jimmy's thing for most of his career, we know that. Paul Pierce, 19.7, Jimmy, 18.2. I know there's pace adjustment and all that, but the difference is not that great. Rebounds, Pierce, 5'6". Butler 5-3. Assists, Jimmy 4-2. Pierce 3-5. Steals, Jimmy 1.6. Pierce 1.3. Blocks, they're even, 0.6. Field goal percentage, Jimmy higher, 46.7%. Pierce 44.5. Three-point percentage, yes. Pierce is higher, 37 versus 32. Free throw percentage, Jimmy 84 to 80. Effective field goal percentage, they're both at 50 BPM, which is a was a stat that's used uh, on ESPN and also basketball reference. Jimmy, higher. That's an advanced stat. All NBA, Jimmy, five. Pierce, four. Jimmy's not yeah. finished yet. All defensive team, Jimmy, five. Pierce, <laughs> zero. <laughs> All-star, 
Pierce 10, Jimmy 6. Do you think if Jimmy gave a shit, he'd have eight by now, probably? Yeah. Um, and by yeah. the way, when they faced each other, they were 7-7 seven, seven overall. And Jimmy actually outscored. Now, we're talking about a young Jimmy Butler and a, and a, and a old Paul Pierce, so neither in their prime. Jimmy averaged more points, more rebounds, uh, more steals, more blocks in their matchups against each other. 14 matchups, which, by the way, they were matched up against each other some, even though Jimmy was playing the two a lot. Jimmy started nine of those games, and Pierce started 11. And by the way, in the 14 games that Paul Pierce played against Jimmy Butler, and no, I cannot isolate it to how much he guarded him, but Paul Pierce shot 34% from the field. In those and Jimmy dropped 56 in a playoff game. Correct. Correct. So, so yes, Pierce has a finals MVP, which I still feel uh, was like a, it was like a pity VP. Um, but. Ray Allen should have won an MVP. Jimmy could have had a play a finals MVP. Uh, if one. He had Dragic and Bam with him in the 2010 NBA finals. So we might be there. I, I really believe, I mean, uh, I mean, I think right now it's close. I think by the time Jimmy's done, he passes Paul Pierce. And they, by the way, play the same position. Yep. He'll he'll Paul Pierce will be lucky to be ranked in the same tier as Jimmy Butler by the time it's all said and done. And unfortunately, uh, yeah, a lot of it has to do with the fact that Jimmy Butler found his way to Pat Riley and Eric Spolstra. And I don't care who Paul Pierce was dealing with. Oh. Caliber. <laughs> Uh, Eternal, I'll let you finish. By the way, if you want to follow Eternal's work, like I said, uh, playback, also Eternal Bast. Uh, thanks to our sponsors, uh, Dr. Jonathan Chung. Of course, find him at chiropractickeystone.com. Better Edge, use that code 5RSN. And also Mark Brown, uh, get your estate plan today. Mark Brown with a C, markbrownpa.com. Eternal, take us home here. Cool. I'm about to do some very, very nasty work, Ethan. Hold on one second. So the last, like, really good Celtics team with the big three was, what, 2012, 2013? Was that it? Yeah, I would say 2012. Okay. Let's see here. All right. So uh, playoffs. Hold on, I got to put the playoffs in. Is this Greg, you're going to laugh at this one. So we just go raw numbers. Pierce in the playoffs from 2007-08 to 2012-13, right, which is 99 games. Paul Pierce averaged 19.5 points, 5.6 rebounds, 3.7 assists in nine 99 games, okay? Jimmy Butler, since being in Miami in 64 games, is averaging 24.7, 6.8 rebounds, 5.7 assists. In 64 games since being a Miami Heat player. Uh, obviously, we know, you know, you had that first round exit to the Bucks, which is the COVID season. Mm. Um, if we took those numbers out, they would jump. So, Jimmy, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's not really a ludicrous argument to say that or debate to say that Jimmy Butler has reached Paul Pierce level and in some ways has already surpassed Paul Pierce without a finals MVP in four seasons. In Miami, as an older player, which people do not remember, Jimmy is an older player. He came to Miami um, and has gotten better each season. To go head-to-head with LeBron in the finals, put on one of the best performances. Uh, then you have last year, well, 
the season before last, um, which is the 21-22 season, taking them all the way down to game seven with an injured knee. Uh, in that playoff run, he averaged 27 points. Uh, I mean, you just – Ethan Gregg, it just doesn't make sense um, that a player is constantly rising to that occasion, even as they, old, as they age. So, yeah, I, I don't think this is an actual debate because if you put Jimmy Butler with Ray Allen – and Kevin Garnett, how many championships do those do those guys win? Well, and and to me, that's the point. As we close here, is that Paul Pierce never did what Jimmy did in the bubble. You know, being sort of the forefront of a team, there was never a time when Pierce was with those big three Celtics that Garnett was not an equal co-star, and to a certain degree, Ray was an equal co-star. But no disrespect to Bam, who has been developing into this role. But in the postseason, Jimmy Butler has never had an equal co-star. And don't give me Caleb Martin in the Eastern Conference Finals, okay? There are always going to be anomalies. But I'm talking about the guy that they had to focus on. It's Jimmy. It's been Jimmy here. And you're right. He's been getting better over time. Pierce fell off a cliff at a certain point. I'm not expecting Jimmy to play as long as Pierce did but I'm also not expecting him to fall off a cliff. I think Jimmy will retire and very happily start to travel the world and play soccer and sell coffee and all that uh, when he's still playing at a reasonably high level, sort of like Dwayne did, because Dwayne could have strung out another couple of years like he was playing, I believe. But again, just he didn't see the point in doing it anymore and wanted to move on to other things. All right, we thank Greg. We thank our sponsors. You'll hear Eternal more here on the show. Paul Pierce just needs to stop. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network.